This is the World Industrial News for Monday, December 12th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part two of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Well, the, the reason I broke it down into three reasons is that the grid's a very complex thing. It's, it's all connected together. So an uh, earthquake in Southern California can cause a power plant in Utah to, to die. So I wanted to break it down into really simple what we have to do. Resiliency means we have to be able to withstand very large nonlinear events. Those today are primarily the weather. They could be wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, fires, could be any of those. Resiliency is the term used in the industry that says we need to operate as best we can through these large nonlinear events. The second thing is we have to be able to get the power from where it's generated to where it is used. Most of the ideas behind sustainability is we're going to use more renewable power. The renewable power is primarily, in this country, solar and wind. The great resources for solar and wind don't happen to be in the cities. So somehow we have to get that power from places like Western Kansas to Seattle. The third thing is that we simply can't operate the way we always have. In the past, a lot of the stability comes from over-design. But in the new world, we have limited resources and we have to use a bare minimum of those. The most powerful tool we have available is new technology. And that's why I broke it down into basically three different buckets. Perfect. Thank you, Pat. That definitely lays a foundation for this discussion, and it opens the door for for many questions, I'm sure. Mona, can you talk to us about the infrastructure bill, the breakdown, you know, what it contains, what it means for utilities throughout the U.S.? Absolutely, Megan. Um, And before I do so, I'd love to take a moment and step back and just appreciate this historic moment in time. Of the last time we had an infrastructure bill of this magnitude was likely under FDR, the New Deal. And so we are looking at $1.2 trillion in total spending. That's $550 billion in new spending, new spending that addresses many of the issues that, that Pat just outlined. Um, and when we're thinking about infrastructure, the definition of infrastructure has expanded greatly in our time. What used to just mean roads, bridges, highways. And now this infrastructure bill encompasses transportation, transit, energy, water sectors, uh, the utility uh, grid, and also thinking about environmental uh, environmental elements um, that are part of our uh, overall national infrastructure. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
ExxonMobil Corporation last week announced between $20 billion and $25 billion in capital investments per year through 2027, including a total $17 billion over that period on lower emissions efforts, an increase of about 15% from last year's ambitions. Industrial Info is tracking more than $71 billion in active ExxonMobil projects worldwide, including more than $25 billion worth in North America. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration's latest preliminary monthly electric generator inventory, the U.S. is expected to have 30 gigawatts of battery energy storage systems in place by 2025. According to the EIA, U.S. power generators plan to have about 9.2 gigawatts of battery storage in operation by the end of this year. The EIA's inventory surveyed U.S. electric generators and found they intend to install another 20.8 gigawatts of battery storage from 2023 through 2025. The rapid growth of BESS in the U.S. has come as a consequence of the strong push toward renewable energy seen over the past few years. Esser Oil UK is pushing ahead to decarbonize its major UK refinery at Stanlow with a commitment to building a $442 million carbon capture plant on site. The company has signed an engineering contract to develop the facility to Kent PLC, which will capture the CO2 emitted from what Esser called one of Europe's largest full residue fluidized catalytic cracking units before transporting it for permanent sequestration in depleted gas fields under the sea in Liverpool Bay. And water is a vital resource for the Chilean mining industry. The mines are usually located in remote locations and dry areas where a water supply system is essential. The mining industry in the country has found an answer to this challenge in the desalination of seawater. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrial.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.